glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the 49ers News Update Show. And boy, is there a lot of news to get into as the 49ers continue to prepare for the Chicago Bears. Kyle Shanahan went and talked to the media, giving his press conference before practice. This is something that he has started doing this year. And normally we don't get the blockbuster information about injuries and things uh, that we normally used to last year, where things would happen at practice, you would find out afterwards. That's why we're finding out after the fact that George Kittle tied in George Kittle. This is big news from the 49ers that George Kittle has been injured. Uh, and it, what happened was he tweaked his hamstring in practice on Monday. They were hoping that he was going to have the day off on Tuesday and that he was going to be able to go today. However, George Kittle was not able to practice, which means him being able to play on Sunday is now up in the air. Uh, that's not what you want to hear. If you're a 49er fan, you don't want George Kittle uh, dealing with these injuries again, but it seems like every single year, George Kittle is going to miss a couple of games. It's just what happens the way he normally gets after. Now, normally these injuries happen during the season. This one, of course, happening at practice, which is not the best news for the 49ers. And the Niners had to make some other moves, which we'll get into as well. But before we get there, I want to talk also about offensive lineman Daniel Brunskill. Offensive lineman Daniel Brunskill also dealing with uh, an injury that's going to keep him out for a while. So, uh, we don't know if Brunskill is going to make it back this week or not, but it doesn't seem like it. That's why I'm saying for a while, I'm not sure. Uh, Kyle Shanahan did not give any new information about Daniel Brunskill, but once again, he doesn't practice. And the closer that we get to the game on Sunday, and Daniel Brunskill hasn't been uh, actively participating in practice, means it's less likely that he's going to participate in the game. I also believe that when you have a young guy like Spencer Burford, you want him to understand that his role is secure. You want him to feel confident and prepare that he's going to be starting. So I now suspect Spencer Burford is going to be the starter. I know all along it seemed that he's going to be the starter, but Kyle Shannon in his press conference went on to say that part of the reason they gave Spencer Burford all of the reps is because he needed it. They already knew what they had with Daniel Brunskill. They knew what he could do at the guard spot. He didn't need those reps. They could get his reps at center where they felt he still needed those reps. So it was all about giving the young guys reps all throughout the preseason, seeing what they could do. They felt that Burford had the ability, but when you have a guy coming from UTSA, a small school, and then coming in and playing in the NFL, there is a huge jump. They wanted to see if Spencer Burford could handle it, and him getting all those reps has definitely helped him along the way in his development. So that's a solid move by the 49ers, Chris Forrester, and the way that they've handled his reps. But we're all hoping Daniel Brunskill is going to be there because with Daniel Brunskill, you have five position versatility. It's legit. He can play center. He can play both guards and he can play the tackles, which means if something happened and Mike McGlinchey's uh, knee or leg injury began to affect him again, you would be able to go to Daniel Brunskill. Without that, you're turning to Colton McKivitz. So I think that right now the 49ers are sitting in a nervous spot with Daniel Brunskill. And that's part of the reason they went out and got Blake Hans. Blake Hans, they're hoping is going to be able to step in and play backup center if Daniel Brunskill's not available. I mean, I don't believe that they would have they would have claimed Blake Hance if they felt Daniel Brunskill was going to be healthy because you could have rolled in with Brunskill as a sixth guy or he starts over Burford. Either one of those I think would have been okay. 
And then you had Colton McKivitz, who could have been your swing tackle after him. To me, that's a tremendous amount of depth. But the case with uh, the hamstring injury from Daniel Brunskill puts everything kind of up in the air. And what it did do, though, was cause the 49ers to make a flurry of moves. They started by going out and signing Troy Fumagalli. So Troy Fumagalli signs back to the practice squad. Warriors needed a tight end that they could count on with the questions about George Kittle. We know the Niners have been having four on the active roster. But will Fumagalli be uh, playing in this game? Probably not. He'll probably be you know, getting reps, getting reacclimated. I hope it doesn't signal anything with George Kittle of, you know, eventually going on the IR. I hope that's not the case. Right now, Kyle Shanahan said he's more day-to-day. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But Troy Fumagalli comes back to the practice squad. And that kind of sparked some other things. Because then you you hear that the 49ers have signed wide receiver Connor Weddington. They're like, wait, why would you sign Connor Weddington? We don't need you know a wide receiver. We had plenty of wide receivers there. We have young Tay Martin. We have Willie Sneed. We have Malik Turner. We don't need to sign any other receivers to the practice squad, but here's the reason why. Because they went ahead and they went uh and they uh yeah, they went ahead and released Willie Sneed. And here's why they did it. Sorry about that. Uh they released Willie Sneed because of veteran ability, uh, availability on the practice squad. So you're only allowed to keep six veterans with more than two accrued seasons. So they had to have a young wide receiver. So they had to move on from Willie Sneed to be able to bring in Troy Fumagalli. As soon as you had to bring in Fumagalli, then a veteran had to go. So you had to decide between players like Kamoko Ture, Malik Turner, Willie Sneed. Those were guys they were going to have to move on from. And it ends up being Willie Sneed that they move on from. So they released Willie Sneed and they wanted to have another wide receiver. So they bring in a young guy in Connor Weddington playing those uh, musical chairs as it will at this practice squad. It's probably going to see the entire year. So I did not really want to see this happen. I didn't want to see Willie Sneed move on. I liked him on the practice squad just in case something happened with Ray Ray McLeod. You could bring him in to go ahead and handle the return game, but it looks like the 49ers needed to do it. Maybe we'll see Sneed back once George Kittle is is ready and healthy and, and able to go. Maybe they'll move on from Fumagalli and bring Willie Sneed back, but this allows Willie Sneed to go out and try to find another roster spot around the league. So that was sort of the interesting things that was going on with this 49ers practice squad. And then the other news, of course, was the 49ers announced their captains for the upcoming season. And of course, if you start to look at the list, uh, there was a lot of people that pointed out right away, where is Trey Lance? There's no Trey Lance listed as a captain. Kyle Shanahan, of course, said, you know, Trey Lance is in his first year as a quarterback, so it doesn't surprise him that he's not a captain. But the captains are as follows. You got George Kittle. You've got Trent Williams, which I don't think surprises anyone. You got Fred Warner, all pro Fred. He's the captain of the defense. And then you've got two defensive linemen and Eric Armstead. And you got Nick Bosa. And then Freddie, uh, I'm sorry, then Jimmy Ward also. Those are the six guys. So Kittle, Williams, Ward, Bosa, Fred Warner, and Eric Armstead. Those are your six captains. He did say Trey Lance finished seventh. And Debo Samuel finished eighth. In fact, in his presser, he said Debo Samuel was originally a captain, and then he had to correct himself uh, and say that, no, Debo didn't quite make it. So those are your captains for the upcoming season. A lot of people are pushing, hoping that Kyle Juszczyk was going to be a captain. But I don't think this signals anything about Trey Lance. I think when it comes down to it, Trey Lance is going to earn that captainship. I didn't want, yeah, I didn't expect him to be a captain this year. I don't think it goes to display how this locker room feels about him. Just a young guy. He's a young cat. And you look at this captain's room, and it's a very experienced group. 
these are the guys who have done it, you know, year in and year out for this football team. So, of course, you're going to have these guys be the captains. And Kyle Shanahan said he only wants to have six captains. When you have players like this that are playing at, you know, the highest level and some of the best players at their positions around the league, I think these are the guys you go with. Plus, these are the guys that are going to help Trey Lance get to that ability. Trey will eventually become a captain on this football team. His play on the field will warrant that. The way he handles himself in the locker room will warrant that. He already does a really good job, but he's still developing those areas. And as that comes, that leadership will naturally come, and he'll become one of those captains. But I'm not worried about it right now. He's only going to be in his first year starting, second year in the league. Young guy has a lot of time to be able to develop and grow. The other news coming out is the depth chart. Now, yesterday we went over the offensive depth chart, and this time it's the defensive depth chart. And the one thing that I took away from it, well, a couple of things that were interesting, was first off, Samuel Womack is a starting nickel corner. Uh, according, This is unofficial, of course. The media group from the 49ers put this out, an unofficial depth chart. But oh, Samuel Womack is the only one listed at nickel corner. There's no one listed behind him, not even Diamond Lenore. So I think it's safe to say that it appears Samuel Womack is going to be the starter. I still have some beliefs that maybe Diomero Lenore will play early downs in the nickel corner spot with Womack you know, potentially playing uh, third downs and, and obvious pass downs because he's the better cover guy from there, where Lenore could be better in the run game as Womack continues to develop in that area. We'll see if they end up doing that. The other major takeaway from this is, of course, that George Odom is listed at free safety next to Talano Ufongar. Those guys are listed as the two safeties for the San Francisco 49ers. I found that very interesting. I believe that they were going to go more with Tarverius Moore. Uh, Moore fits that free safety mold. He's played free safety. He's the natural fit, where Odom is more of a strong safety type. So that was a huge takeaway from me, is the fact that they're looking at potentially going with Odom. Uh, there's already enough questions about who they're going to bring up, who they're going to elevate to be on this active roster. Uh, so the 49ers have some decisions to make in the secondary and right now, who are they going to bring up? The the obvious choices, of course, are Tayshawn Gibson, who they signed just a few weeks ago. And he's on this practice squad. He's very familiar with the system, playing for Bullocks uh, in Jacksonville. So it was an easy transition for him. For him, he understands what he's supposed to do and what his role is. And then, of course, you've got a player like Taylor Hawkins, who's an undrafted free agent, who I don't expect them to bring up at all. But one guy that's on the... On the, on the practice squad that they could bring up is Dante Johnson. He makes the most sense with the versatility and with the fact that the 49ers have some question marks at the corner spot and at the safety spot. With only carrying three safeties in this game, you need to make sure you have a fourth guy. So it will be a safety called up. And of course, the only way you can get one of those guys up is if you also call up an offensive lineman, which means it would either be Jason Poe or Keaton Sutherland. But the fact that Daniel Brunskill's hurt and the backup center would probably be Blake Hance, who's been in this offense for less than two weeks. I think it's safe to say that the 49ers would probably bring up uh, Keaton Sutherland to go ahead and be that security blanket just in case. But I think they're hoping it's going to be Daniel Brunskill. They're not going to have to resort to that. They will still, however, have to bring up an offensive lineman. So more than likely, it'll be Sutherland. Will it be Tayshawn Gibson? Will it be Dante Johnson? I think those are things that we're going to find out along the way as we get closer to this game. Uh, but there's some real fallout because George Kittle is going to be the point of attack guy. So I'm going back, I'm circling back to George Kittle because when you're playing a team like the Chicago Bears and you want to run the football, uh, the point of attack a lot of times on the edge is that tight end. And George Kittle's going to have to normally handle that situation. With him out, 
course, the 49ers have Charlie Warner. He can hand, handle the blocking, but also you're going to have to count on Ross Willie and Tyler Croft. Kyle Shanahan saying about Tyler Croft, he's just a NFL tight end. He just does it all well. They're very lucky and fortunate to have him on the football team, which I love. I'm glad they have him there, and they might need him already in week one because the 49ers definitely need to run the football against the Chicago Bears. Talking uh, chance of rain, uh, wind. It's going to be fun out there for the 49ers against the Chicago Bears. But uh, lots of news coming out of practice, of course. Unfortunate news about George Kittle. Hopeful that he's going to be able to play. If not, the 49ers have three capable tight ends that can go in there and try to get it done. 49ers definitely want to run the football in this game. And I think they're going to do a pretty, pretty good job. So this is the 49ers uh, news update here on 49ers Cutback. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, please give it a like, uh, subscribe if you can. I really appreciate that. We're going to do news updates all throughout the year. Make sure the content continues to go out there and keep you updated on what's going on in 49er land. I really appreciate all, all the support that we get. Uh, you guys are the best. And be on the lookout for tons of content that's coming out all throughout the week. Of course, going to have tomorrow the game preview show, previewing the 49ers versus Bears with key matchups, predictions, and then, of course, the game score prediction letting you know who I believe is going to win that football game between the, the 49ers and the Bears. And then on Friday, get get ready for it. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a cover two episode with Warren and him get into a lot of topics. That's going to be fun. And then later that evening, what's good with Jay in the Bay? Jay in the Bay will be going over his five big things to see during the football game. And then on Saturday, you got um, what's the game plan? I'm going to break into what the game plan is for the 49ers on offense and defense, how they plan to attack. The, the Chicago Bears defense, how they plan to stop Justin Fields. We're going to get all into it from a coaching, uh, scouting perspective. That's a lot of fun. And if you're over on Patreon, you're going to be able to get a scouting report video, breaking down the Chicago Bears, where the 49ers look to attack, the things that Bears do really well through the preseason, the changes from the coaching staff. All that stuff is in there over on Patreon, where there's a lot of new shows, including Slightly Offsides and Face Off. So, I know I threw a lot at you right there, but thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys all have a good night. And tomorrow, catch me on the live stream with live Q&A at 4 p.m. We'll get all the latest news from the 49ers, and you can ask all the questions. Looking forward to interacting with every single one of you. Stay safe, and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.